How's it going? Good, good. Uh, how you doing? I am good. It's Friday, and I'm off. That's always good, man. It's <laughs> it's also you know it's also a good it's it's always an interesting day. Friday now. Um, it used to be Tuesday once upon a time for all those old heads that know. But um, oh yeah, yeah. But uh, you know the new music all comes out on Friday, so it's always overwhelming to catch up. Um, oh, it's actually yeah. the best. I'm so glad they finally did that. <laughs> oh yeah, well that's true too. I mean, at, at the same time, you really the best time to really like listen to the music and like get to know it is is on the weekends, in my opinion. Yeah. But um, so it's been a minute since we talked. Um, I kind of wanted to uh, catch up with you, um, and uh, know a little bit more about your bands, um, because uh, I was looking them up before, and you guys seem to be playing shows all over Long Island. You got one coming up, November eighth. I saw. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to know a little bit more about the band, like what you guys do. Because you, you told me covers. So like that's very Yeah, big. yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so this band is called Your Pop Punk Playlist, which we sort of came up with that name only this year. Uh we've actually been playing as a band since two thousand fifteen, I'd say. It's it's actually a bunch of my friends who we used to play in an original band called The Getaway Drive, uh, which we used to do a lot more like Long Island and regional stuff. Um, this was back in the mid 2000s, like 2005 to 2007 or 2010. Um, we were always like an off and on band. And so we had, we had gone through numerous line, lineup changes, but we were always remaining friends, a bunch of us. So actually all five of us, who started this year pop punk playlist uh we one of the guys had moved away for work came back we were like hey let's just jam like in one of the practice spaces he's back for a, like two or three weeks we'll come up with some cover songs just because like they're always easy and fun to learn we had such a good time and then they're like hey dob do you think you can book us a show while he's here he's only here for like two more weeks so i called up uh, one of my friends at Mr. Beery's in, in Bethpage, and we played a show. Uh, we actually didn't have a name yet. We weren't your pop punk playlist then. So, like, I think we were drinking one night, and we just decided to call ourselves Everd Yawateg, which is the getaway drive backwards. <laughs> and and we thought it was funny because we didn't have a name. We were just doing this this one time. And we played the show at Mr. Beery's, and I'm not sure if you're familiar, but I mean, it's a, it's like a, a smaller, like sort of like punkish bar. And um, we played the show and like a hundred plus people came out for us, which was like crazy. It was like people I'd seen through the years, like people I knew in college, people I knew in high school, just because I knew it was like the get a version of the Getaway Drive band. Um, so a lot of people came out. We played all these cover songs, and we so we we did like all like pop punk and emo stuff. So we did like Taking Back Sunday and Jimmy Eat World and um, Starting Line, and it was just like a lot of fun because like these are bands that you know a lot of us grew up listening to, and it was just 
it was super fun. So we've been doing it since then. And now it's gone up still through a couple of different lineup changes. Like some, some guys can play, some guys can't. So um, we sort of switch out and it's like kind of a, it's like a no, no stress situation with this band just because, uh, you know, we, we know the songs pretty well and we're just like adding stuff to it, but it's like, Hey, we're, we can all play on a Friday night. Uh, let's, let's do it. That's awesome. That, I mean, one thing that I've heard is always an issue with a lot of bands is, is that, um, challenge of getting everybody together all at once. Um, you know, and, and it seems like you're in a place where everybody comes together all at once out of their own, you know, desires, may it be, you know, you know, whatever drives them, you know, and it's, it, it's not something that's like forced. It's like, you know, it's genuine and that's cool. Um, and I, I, I bet you money that's definitely um, going to grow in terms of a fan base. Um, but uh, I, I, yeah, I kind of want to know, like you said, taking back Sunday and stuff like that. And, um, you know, having you know played on Long Island and coming from Long Island um do you feel like punk music is still alive out here you know that's a good question uh so I I had another life in in the booking world um so I've been out of it since 2012 so I haven't followed as closely until this band started again so like I've been playing with bands that are only like a year or two old. I mean, listen, there's, there's, there's always going to be music and there's always going to be people that are like inspired by either the bands I listen to or some new group that's sort of out there. Um, I think it's as alive as people can make it to be because listen, playing shows, getting your friends out is very tough. It's like, it is grueling, uh, expectation of like hey we're going to play this bar hopefully as many people can come out hopefully the bar is happy with us hopefully we're happy with this show but like i've seen a lot of band names through the years that you know have either kept playing or they play under different monikers and and like you know i think at at the end of the day like people will continue starting new bands and there's plenty of shows every night whether i know about them or you know about them like you can go to almost, I mean, I would probably almost safe to say like at least one bar in every town on Long Island probably has a show of some sort, you know, every night or I should say on, more on the weekends. But like, um, you know, I think it's pretty safe to say you can go to a Beth page. You can go to a you can go to a, a, a almost any town, Nassau County and Suffolk County um, and find some version of music. Um, you just have to sometimes search for it. Um, so I hope that answers it. I think I think it is it is alive, but it it's it is a struggling it's always been a struggling piece because you get an oversaturation of music too. So like as a music fan, if I put myself on the other side, like if I was to try and find a new band, you have to dig like really deep to find somebody I probably like or want to follow just because there is so much music out there. Um, so yeah. I think for me, like, 
I find I find these people the best when I'm when I'm playing a show and I'm like, oh, I actually really like that band. That band, I'll follow them along. So there definitely are a bunch of those kind of groups. Um, it's yeah. just for me, it, like it's harder. I have to see them in person and just like stumble upon it. So this leads me to my next sort of topic and one that um, you know both of us have some familiarity with. Obviously, we we both go to a lot of uh, concerts. We both see a lot of live music. Um, I wanted to know, um, because you had mentioned that there, there are times when you will turn on to a new band, um, that you see live, um, who, who are some live acts that, um, have really caught your eye in the past, like, year or two? Past year or two. Well, first of all, I'll say, like, I feel like the last year or two, music has been, like, just, I'm, like, so in, I'm, like, all in now. I mean, I've always been all in, but like in the last two, like the last couple of years have put out like great albums. And it's like, that's something I'm like looking forward to. I mean, I, I with Spotify, um, like streaming and stuff, like I sort of save, we were talking about like new music on Fridays and stuff. Like I'll go through and find what albums are coming out and I'll just put them in a playlist. And then I just call it for the year it is. And I just go through like every sort of every couple of days and I just like listen to a bunch of the albums. Um, so there's a lot of great bands. Um, there actually have been a lot of great opening bands, which I realize with that, like I'll go to see a headline act and a lot of times, you know, people are like, Oh, what times, you know, taking back Sunday on or what times this band on I'll get there then. But like, I've been actually trying to get there a little early now because I fa- actually have found some of my favorite bands or more favorite bands recently are the openers. So um, there's a band, I want to say they're from, I want to say they're from Pennsylvania, but uh, there's a band called Hurry, um, who I I had just like heard a whisper of. Um, and then they opened up, I think they opened up for an old, uh, an emo band called uh, Mineral that were reuniting that I saw at um, a place in Brooklyn. And I specifically got there early for these guys and it was awesome. Like I, I loved it. So I, that was an album that came out a couple of years ago and I think they're doing something new this year, hopefully. Um, there's another opening band that I saw for um, called the sidekicks, which okay. I don't know where they're from, but they're, uh, they opened up for, I want to say it was this band tiger's draw. Okay. And it was, and that's another thing. I was like, I was just there. I'm like, this is, this is awesome. Like that, that was a band that I heard, again, heard whispers of, like, I see names in my feed all the time. It's like somebody so-and-so is attending event and whatever. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, it, it is overwhelming to try and find new music myself, but then I was there and I was like, this is, this is awesome. So luckily that's been happening a lot more frequently for me. Um, and it's always good when, if like, say you or I go to a show and I can tell somebody else about that band. Cause like now I've, I'm starting to get some other friends like on board. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, no, I mean, that's, that is how you build a fan base is, is through word of mouth. I mean, for sure. Um, I remember um, one of the bands that a lot of people had turned me on to was Sunflower Bean. And um, seeing them live was something else, um, you know, for, for 
for somebody who's so young to be up on stage, she could go note for note with like, um, oh man, um, uh, the, 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 the lead singer from Fleetwood Mac, what's your name? Oh, Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Stevie yeah. Nicks, you. Um, yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue, one of those things. Um, um, it's mind slip too. Um, yeah, um, so I mean, she, she sounded incredible though, um, Sunflower Bean. And I, I, you know, that's again, one of those bands that um, as soon as I heard them, I had to turn on all my friends to them because I was like, oh man, you guys got to hear this band. They're like something that you wouldn't hear, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, or, or maybe you would have, I don't know, like, you know what I mean? Their, their music sort of goes in between that sort of um, timeline, um, which is really cool. I think that there's a lot of um, resurgences happening too, in like old music and different styles of music. And I think that's always happened. That's always coexisted in music. Um, Beirut, you know, brought in Balkan yeah. music. Um, I think it's really interesting that um, there's so much variation and so much in in the world today right now. Having said that, do you think that there is that there is a saturation to an extent? Um, music? You know, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I think it's what you make of it, right? So, like, listen, there could be 20 bands that sound like um, Grateful Dead or 20 bands that sound like um, – Or like, easily that sound 20 like, bands uh, like, that sound like Grateful Dead. Oh, I mean, Dead. for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, like – or, like, or Blink-182 or any of those kind of bands, which right. obviously there are a lot. Um, I think it makes it kind of fun. I actually like – that there's like you do get to it gives you kind of like a scavenger hunt right of bands so like then it you're not like um you're not forced to necessarily listen to the one band that sounds like a band that you listened to 20 like 15 years ago like it kind of gives you like a little scavenger hunt to try and be like oh i found this like one band in a sea of other bands that sound like them and i'm really like connected to this lyric or these lyrics or this song and it kind of makes it a fun game. I mean, I guess like I guess maybe I'm a, a weird breed because like I find fun in that, and it's not you know it makes it all the more special to find something that you connect with within a group of bands that may sound very similar or have similar guitar tones or similar lyrics or whatever. Um, I don't think it's that you're a weird breed, man. I think it's that. You connected, like you said. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's just you know, it people connect different ways. It's it's, but as long as that connection's there, like that's the key element to to making you know to to defining you know a fan base really. If you can connect yeah. with your fans. And it um, it's got to be so hard for these bands too. Like I mean, if oh, yeah. I'm obviously I was talking on the local side, but like even any of these bands we're talking about, like as being an opening band, it, it is, it is a, yeah. I think it's a tougher turnaround for them to grow a lot of times because people definitely, I mean, I, I buy vinyl records and that's like the extent of band merch I get, but 
usually. Um, but like they, I think it's hard, like in today's kid, like kids and folks that are growing up, like, I think it, it is, it is hard to, um, you know, make that sticking point and get to that next level. But I think a lot of bands accept it and like, will be an opening act on things. And if they make, get a break, that's awesome. But like, luckily a lot of these people do seem like they still love to just play. Oh yeah, and I mean everybody. You know, everybody has to open for somebody. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, I remember as a kid, my dad told me stories about how he took my mother to a rather uh, interesting evening at a punk concert that probably my mom wasn't too thrilled about because of the whole um, you know scene. She wasn't really big into that sound, um, so they went to see Public Image. Um, but who would open for them was the Beastie Boys. And, you know, so you really don't know who these openers are going to go on to be. Um, Having said that, I I have seen some openers, and and this is interesting because this has happened only, I'm going to say a handful of times, where the openers just blew the headliners out of the water. And I'm just like, you know, sure, the headliners had a crowd and sure, the headliners, but the performance wise, mm-hmm. you know, the the opening act just had so much more energy and so much more charisma and a cooler sound. And, and, and I think that is how you really get your grips into a band and, and, and like really like become a fan of something is, is to see it performed live and 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 really vibe with the music because that's a lot of what it is 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 just vibrations yeah and i i still i'm i'm actually real excited because uh they're actually the band who i still you know i i've always tried to think who like my favorite live act is um there's a band called circus survive that i always remember i saw at a place in New York City, uh, which I think is now closed, but it's uh, it used to be called like PlayStation Theater, Best Buy. Oh yeah, and, yeah. Um, um, I think I think they're renovating it and um, changing it to Sony Hall now or something like that. It's oh, going through some yeah, renovations. That, so that place that like I I remember I saw that band there and it was probably one of the wildest live shows I've ever seen. And it's just like, st- I think this is, this had to have been like 10, 15 years ago now. Um, actually, I think for the record, they're doing a 10 year or a anniversary tour for soon. Um, but yeah. it, it always stuck with me. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. so, so would you say that it was like that, that, um, that vibe, that punk, pop punk sort of sound? That that really stuck to you, because um, you do play that kind of music now. I just wanted to see if there was like a correlation between the two, or if it was just music in general. Ah, it's just music in general. I mean, they're a little more on the all. Like I would, I would almost go all rock side, maybe. Right. I don't even know if that's the right term. I genres are so interesting with bands, <laughs> and some bands get so offended when you call them different things. Um, but I don't necessarily stick. I mean, I definitely do go to a lot of like pop punk and emo shows because of what I play. But I'm also I've gone like I I love like indie, like mellow, super mellow indie rock, like solo good acoustic guitar or 
something kind of slow. Um, but I also like, I mean, I like dance, like dance indie pop, I guess you would call it like that stuff's too. Like I don't, I don't necessarily stick to a certain genre all the time. It's just like music. I mean, if people, if if somebody's asked me to go to a show, like I will most likely go to a show because I just would rather do that than big work day, day ends at work. I come home and just go to bed. That doesn't sound fun. I'd rather, I'd rather go, go out and, and being in New York city uh, and the vicinity is just like an amazing place for that. I think we, I think a lot of people take it for granted that are here just because there is so much and like we get a lot of the artists that may not come to the, you know, the Midwest or, you know, uh, Southern States, like as often, like we're so lucky. New York and LA. I mean, we really, oh, yeah. we really so, I mean, take it, take it so much for granted. Just I think, played, oh, I think yeah. they, they just played their last show, the Misfits. Yeah. So, well, I so, think that you know, everybody thought it was going to be the last show, but I think they just announced uh, a Philadelphia date soon, which oh, I missed. Okay. I missed that Misfits show, uh, and I'm kind of, kind of bummed about it. But um, it, you the know, tickets I, were I'd very seen, high for you know. I, oh, I like yeah. the Misfits. I would love to see them in like a small club venue setting, but like in an arena. With all that mm-hmm. like lights and stuff, where you you have the possibility of spending like four hundred dollars and being sitting like all the way in the back, yeah, I'm not I'm not trying to to do that. I think um, I think some things with tickets are also starting to get ridiculous. But I think unless you want to go into that topic. <laughs> Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, I, I used to stay away from arena shows, actually. I don't, I don't hate them anymore. Cause I think I do like, I do appreciate the sit down every so often, um, which is nice. Um, but I used to not, I mean, I, there were, a t- there was a time where the most expensive concert ticket I ever bought was like maybe like 70 bucks. But now I think the most expensive concert ticket I ever bought was 150, which I mean, it was worth it. It was I, I was actually for Bruce Springsteen, which was really awesome to see. Oh yeah, um, and and his tickets so, are usually expensive, but yeah, you know, you so get, so you so not a not a not a punk not a punk uh, not a punk band um, that is up and coming, but yeah. right, no, but he puts on a hell of a show. He oh does. yeah, I mean, the, he'll play for like two and a half hours, and I was like, okay, this is, I guess, you know, this is definitely worth it. <laughs> and he still has energy. It's really amazing. Yeah. Some of these guys. Um, I went to see uh, Peter Hook of uh, Joy Division and New Order fame last uh, yeah. week, and um, he put on like four sets. I was I was exhausted by the end of it. My dad was like limping um, <laughs> out of the venue, so. <laughs> We were there. We oh, were no. there for a good minute. No, and not in a bad way. Like yeah. we were, we, yeah, yeah. we were, we were thrilled to be there. Um, it's just you know, after after four sets, we were like, you know, he must be tired too, man. Like holy crap. But but you, you see that like they feed off of that energy, and um, that's something that's really cool. Um, from the other perspective, I think, um, for an artist to feed off of the crowd's energy and to feed off of their fans, it's, it's, there's something electric about that. 
to me. Um, oh yeah, it's 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 an it's an amazing feeling when it I think when it works, and that's why like even when I, you know, as a as I get older and going to these shows, like you know, of course I'm gonna probably be the guy that's standing a little bit toward the back now, not not like up front uh, right necessarily. <laughs> right but i mean hey there's i'm not gonna lie there's a couple couple times where i've been at a show and i'm like in the back and i'm like oh yeah i'm not gonna go up front i used to do that back you know 10 years ago and then like a song happens and i'm like oh god i love this song so much <laughs> and then i just run up i don't know it's just like it's it is a feeling it's a feeling yeah. that just happens and i i mean I, I it's something that you can't it's hard to fully describe um, to someone, but like Absolutely. maybe that song meant something to me back then. It just brings back some memory immediately, and it's just like I just have to get up close. I mean, I think it happened for me uh, last or two weeks ago. I saw the early November. I mean, that's another band. Like they were playing for since I saw them in 2002, 2003, and uh, they were playing some songs from back then. And they just were like, hey, we're going to go back and play a, an old song. And I just like, I lost it. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to go go up close. And I did. <laughs> and it was, uh, you know, it's painful these days <laughs> afterwards. But, um, you know, it's just, it's something you can't really describe, but it's awesome when it happens. Yeah, no, definitely. And, and there's a lot of uh, that strange nostalgia going around, too, where these fans come back from like reemerge after some odd years. Mm-hmm. I I wonder what you think about the reunion stuff. Like, I know this year L7 put out an album. Um, you know, a bunch of you know, um, you know, last year Slow Dive reunited after twenty some odd years. Um, I know uh, My Bloody Valentine. I think they're playing shows at the moment. Um, there's a lot of this, like, I feel like obscure rock coming out of through the, through, like, um, through the pores, I guess, so to speak, of the, of the, of the uh, culture right now, because there's, um, there's so many, like, you know, remerging acts, I, I, I you know, so many reunions, I, I kind of want to know what you think of, um, some of these bands like coming back together and, and, and reuniting and like, is this something you could have like predicted in like, you know, the nineties that these bands would still be here and still be rocking some of them? I will say that I've now come up with the mantra that no band dies. No band is over for good. Um, I feel like, I feel like, you know, nowadays everything's just a hiatus. Um, a lot of the, I mean, some of it's cash grab, right? you assume for sure for some for of the sure. and but i mean the bands like with some of the ones you just mentioned i mean listen they put out some new records like they're still doing the the work to 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 find new fans or please the current fans yeah sure they probably want some cash with that but like hey they're still making art and music and you got to appreciate it i mean it obviously it's a bummer if like a band puts out kind of a dud of a record when they come back, which I don't think is really, can't think of off the top well, of my head. I also know. feel like these bands at least will play with each other first, sort of get the vibe before they, they go into the studio and cut a new record. Like, um, yeah. 
I don't I don't see explosions in the sky like cutting a new record anytime soon. But um, you know the fact that they're willing to play with each other is enough for many fans. Right. So like like you know I don't know. I think I think sometimes we we forget how deep these grudges go too between people. Yeah, I mean, but even think even back to when you said Fleetwood Mac in the beginning. I mean, remember like they right aren't yep. they? I think they don't like each other at all. But hey. Yep. They're willing to yep. do it for, for the money. I mean, Rolling Stones, I mean, I don't know actually how deep or if they have like crazy grudges, but I'm sure they, listen, you played with a band for 40 years or 50 years. Like, of course, there's going to be like some weird hurdles you're going to have to go through. Um, but I mean, listen, I love the reunions. I'm a big fan of them uh, for a lot of these guys. I mean, I remember obviously the Blink-182 thing them breaking up they got back together like i was stoked out of my mind i mean i like i do like the new new iteration of it but you know sometimes that happens too like right they they lose a member i mean that that happens with some of these guys too there's definitely um it's gonna keep happening i like the reunion tours or the out al- i mean i do like the album tours sure that some of them are unnecessary but again like what i said like some of these songs hit you a certain way and like you may not have heard them uh in 20 or 15 years and and some of these artists the way that these sets are made like when they do album cycles there's some songs that are just like on the record that you'll never hear live so i think that the album shows when they do that that's pretty cool because it's it it was never you know there's just an expectation that some of those songs are never going to be played live and then when they are, it's actually pretty pretty awesome. That's yeah, no, that's absolutely um, and that's something um special. Those types of things are really like one of a kind, mm-hmm. rare things. I, I really love um the theatric aspect of it too. When you get to see something that nobody else will get to see, you know what I mean? Like, and you feel like you were there for it. Um, that's oh yeah that's also something you know um but yeah i kind of wanted to um just go back and um basically you know i, I know you had mentioned that you're you're you know you're currently in a band the pop punk playlist you guys are playing covers you're playing all over long island um kind of wanted to know um have you been uh working on anything yourself any any original music you know, I've, I've, I, I say I dabbled a little bit, uh, not, not me, just myself. I, I, I play bass guitar, so it's, um, unfortunately I'm not a, not a guitar player. Um, I've tried to like work on that a little bit, but you know, for bass, I kind of need, need some members with me. Um, and I, I've done some original, uh, writing with a couple people here and there. I, I will admit that I've, I've been my top, like I've been very busy. Uh, with a lot of different things. So it's been hard to like awesome. fully focus on that. It's fun to do. It's just, it is a lot more legwork and, you know, grueling sit down process with somebody to try and figure out what a structure of a song is and what right. chords you're going to play and all that stuff. I, it's, it is fun. Like the recording, when you get to a recording like that's and I did do that actually last year with a band um, from Brooklyn, which is, which is super fun. And I did it for a while, but again, it's, it just gets to be, um, it, 
it takes a lot more out of you. And if, if you're not, if you're super busy, like with work or life or whatever, um, it is a lot harder. I, I would like to do it again, to be honest. It is, it's a lot more fun. There was a couple of years where I didn't play bass guitar. Like I actually like had my basses with me, but I just kind of kept them in their cases and I didn't pull them out for like two years or, or so, two and a half years. And then now I think I'm starting to get to be like more, um, I mean, I would like to say musical prime. I'm hoping I get to that. Um, just because I'm like so all about music and just like wanting to play in as many bands as possible. It's just more difficult when you're working and, and have other responsibilities as an adult. Um, so I'm trying to, to weigh those, those responsibilities appropriately, but who knows, maybe I might do an original band or, or an original song here or there uh, in the next, you know, when winter, when winter comes, which is, which is soon, I think I'll be like, now I'll not be like out in the outdoor nature, like hiking, biking, doing all that fun stuff. So like, maybe I'll be in a room and I can get some friends together and maybe we'll write a song. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Put in some studio time. Um, yeah, it's 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 fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, as we start to uh, wind down, I kind of wanted to because I asked you this, um, or I sent you uh, this in the text earlier today, and I, I hope you thought about it a little bit. Um, but a lot of people have asked me um, what I think the best of the decade, what albums are the best of the decade. Um, and, uh, you know, one of my other guests actually asked me, I shouldn't say a lot of other people, should, should shout out to Amy. Um, she, she asked me this question and I've been stumped because um, there are so many good albums that came out from 2010 to 2019. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's so many albums, but I, I think there are a few that, that stood out that's not just, you know what I mean? I think the, you know, the Frank Oceans and the Kendrick Lamars definitely, you know, stood out among the others. Um, but yeah, I wanted to see, pick your brain a little bit and see what you thought. Yeah, I mean, it is a very difficult question. I mean, really, it is. I, and I started to think about it and I, I'm, I'm, I want to like give uh, a couple notes, but it's just like, I mean, what I can say is that there are a lot of bands that, I mean, even the gym, like a band, one of my favorites, like Jimmy Eat World. I wouldn't necessarily say, is it my favorite album of the decade? Probably not. But like to know that they've put out a couple albums this decade is actually crazy. Um, yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. What, what was that? Oh, I'm sorry. They've been busy. Yeah, Jimmy Eat World has been very busy. Um, they they've been touring. They've been putting out records. They, you know, they're, they're a really good band. Very underrated. I, I I like. Very underrated. I like I like Jew as uh, my dad calls them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're they're great. I mean, listen, it's it it is. I think it is a very difficult question, and I I I did. I am trying to still think about it. Listen, I I actually at the end of the year, every year, I do a a top ten list, um, to try and narrow it down for that year at least. But I will say that I have now gotten it to be a top twenty five list, because it's or twenty to twenty five list because it's so difficult to say, um. 
Oh, you know, preaching to the choir, man. I have, yeah, um, it's, <laughs> I started a yeah. top 25 um, acts from New York. It started as 25. Yeah. It caught on. And last year, um, it shot up to 100. So this year, Great. I'm trying to Great. keep that, I'm trying to keep that same pattern going. And right now, I'm at about 89 at current moment. Um, Jeez. <laughs> um and it's it's a lot to go through it's a lot of variation um you know i like to keep all genres included because i am not one person who i you know you can't force me to stick to one genre that's really hard for me for some reason um yeah i'll, I'll admit it um but um you know yeah those lists are hard man. lists are hard it's it's I mean it real it is such a hard thing but I mean listen at the end of the day what a great thing to have like that you can't pick one's one album it's like which which is a great thing to say um, I mean I, you you named a couple great I mean listen there's like the Kendrick and Ch I mean Chance is great like he, even he's put out a couple albums this decade yeah. which is you know it's it's great to to say I mean. I'm just looking forward to to more <laughs> more music and think about to 2010 next year we're gonna get some 10 year album tours of whoever put out a record in 2010 which uh, just will make me feel more old um, than I already am but um, you know it's, no, it's, 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 it's always I'm right there with you man I'm right there with you some of these some of these acts I'm 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 surprised these albums are turning 10 20 years old um i mean some of them you know you know are old it's one thing when you go to see i went to see the damned you know last year oh, one yeah. thing when you go to see the damned because you know they've been they've been around since the 70s but it's a whole nother thing yeah. when you go to see <laughs> when you go to see like you know jimmy eat world or something like that and they're playing an album they made 10 years ago and you're just like i mean it's still incredible that music is still incredible um I, I have a soft spot in my heart for, for all that um, 2000, early millennium kind of yeah. pop punk stuff. Cause I mean, I definitely got into music during that generation for sure. Um, you know, I, I like to say I'm an old soul cause I, I love things that were, you know, made in the past and I love mm -hmm. things that are still coming out. It's it's interesting to me though how much old music is being reused. Um, it's interesting to me about copyright, how much of it's changing, and the laws and everything. And um, so I I think I'm going to end with uh, this sort of topic question sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so I was, I was, I was talking to one of my neighbors just a minute ago about Lil Nas X and, um, you know, the song and how popular that grew and how I think that, you know, he took advantage of the fact that like, you know, people were using that app, TikTok and stuff like that. And he really played like a good strategic, like, you know, move in terms of like putting his own music out there. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, and at the end of the day, it has a sample from Trent Reznor and uh, 
I'm kind of curious as to what you think about um, repurposing music and samples and stuff like that, because I think a lot of it's going under the radar or, or yeah. it's, or it's just become so popular that we've decided that it's okay. Like um, Cardi B came out with, I like it or I like that or whatever. And mm -hmm. I mean, Clearly, that was a, a very famous song from the, you know, um, I don't know if it was the 70s or 60s or 70s, but, it was, you know, I like it like that, obviously, very popular song. And then she changed and turned it into another popular song. It's kind of, to me, it's almost redundant. Yeah, I mean, it it, it is interesting to, to when, when people sample stuff. I mean, obviously, if they're going to put it on a record, you know, you probably should go down, I mean, you really have to go down the right legal routes um, to do so. I mean, and, and you see it every so often, like people sort of like doing each other or saying something. I mean, I just saw the whole yellow card um, uh, issue with, I think, uh, why am I blanking on the name? Uh, but a hip hop uh, artist uh, had come out with a song that I guess yellow cards like suing Oh, wow. because the song sounds similar which i think that's also an interesting like that that one wasn't like a sample um but it had a simple vocal melody but what a crazy legal thing you have to figure out like to determine if it's actually like a, a an illegal copyright infringement it type it situation all the time and it, and i mean it yes, happens all the time i mean listen you're 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 influenced by these people right so like I mean, you at that one part of it, you're like, oh, that's really cool that this artist was influenced by me. But I guess it's another thing if you blatantly like, rip off like a chorus or, you know, a lyric. I mean, you've you've heard like different artists do a lick, like a little lyric from, you know, an older tune just to yeah. like show the Lord, influence. Lord Lines, it, though, it, is, is the best example of this, I think. Yeah. As much as I no. hate to say it, that that you know, yeah. um, you know, there there are times where it's a direct rip. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think we're in a very interesting digital time because, like, the things like TikTok, which I still to this day don't really understand, but <laughs> I haven't really done it myself. But like, yeah, like think about it that way. If I put up a video of myself singing along to a song, like a Trent Reznor song or whatever, like, should Trent be annoyed at me because I got really famous off this video and my song was in the background might have I mean it helps maybe at the end of the day him but even Instagram like you put, put up a video and like you have like I've gotten I've gotten like a notice saying like oh you have too much of the song and removed like Universal Music Group's pretty good at that yeah. like yeah. taking taking my videos down but um you know it's it's like I'm not trying to make money off of it but i guess some right. people are and that's what they're trying to avoid it's 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 an interesting world i don't know if we'll ever get like a true roadmap right no. so Dob, i just wanted to say thank you so much for um calling in um got about 50 seconds left just wanted to ask you if you wanted to give any shout outs or um or mention any any place you're playing yeah. Uh, well, hey, thanks for having me. This has been a great conversation. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully 
Well, I know your pop punk playlist, that band, the cover band, uh, pop punk and emo cover band I'm playing in, we're doing Amityville Music Hall next week, November 8th. Got a bunch of stuff coming up in end of November and December. We'll announce after that show. So that's at least for that band. And I'm going to probably be playing in a couple others, which I will announce. You can follow me on Dobrock, D-O-B-R-O-C-K on Twitter, which I always am updating. And uh, I'm excited for more music in 2020. It's going to be a great year, I think. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.